Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Hebrews 11, 1 through 16. Have you ever been to Canton, Ohio? Have you ever been to Cooperstown in New York? Whether you have or you haven't, some of you, just by me saying the names of those cities, you know what I'm talking about. Canton, Ohio is the home for the Hall of Fame for uh, football, for the NFL. Uh, Cooperstown, New York is the Hall of Fame for baseball. These are places where you can go and, and you can visit museums that highlight uh, the the achievements and the accomplishments and the character of the famous, uh, the best, uh, the, the people who have earned notoriety through what they've done on a football field or on a baseball field. But let's think about how we use that word fame. Pretty much all the people that you were going to see in these Hall of Fames have lived in the last century. And maybe some of them, you know, a little bit before, eking over just over a century ago. But this is all relatively recent history. And I wonder, 300, 400, five year, 500 years from now, how is the fame from these Hall of Fames going to hold up? Well, today we're going to look at the beginning of a passage that is often referred to as the Hall of Faith, where we're going to look at the character and the accolades and the accomplishments of several biblical characters that now the writer of Hebrews is holding up and saying, this is what faith is. This is what faith looks like. And so Hebrews 11 is generally a very well-known chapter. It is a rich chapter. That's why we're going to slow down and spend three days in this chapter, uh, because even there's a lot of cross-references you could do. There's a lot you could go back to in the Old Testament. I've preached a whole series before through Hebrews 11, so even just doing three 10 to 15-minute podcasts really feels like, man, I'm not barely saying anything about this. But let's dig in and let's look here at what we see God holding up for us about faith. Now, one of the benefits, though, of spending a briefer time and going through the New Testament like we are is we can note the context. So before we dive in, let me just remind you of what we read back in chapter 10. We saw those three points, the three let us command or subjunctive statements. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. And then as he exemplifies stirring them up to good works, he closes by expressing confidence that they are the people who will press on and keep their confidence, but they need endurance. And he quotes from Habakkuk, where it talks about the righteous one shall live by faith. And that quote from Habakkuk and how it's used even in Romans is one of my favorite quotes in the Bible, because it reminds us, it doesn't just say the righteous are saved by faith. It says the righteous shall live by faith. 
Of course, we are saved by grace through faith, but faith isn't just what gets us in the door of the Christian life. Faith is then how we live the Christian life. And he ends chapter 10 by saying, but we are not those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. So now he's going to explain based on that, well, what is faith? And as we start Hebrews 11, three things we're going to see are really faith explained or faith defined, and then we're going to see faith exemplified, and we'll see faith rewarded. We start with faith defined, and it gives a great definition of faith in verse 1. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. That's what faith is. And it gives you two phrases, assurance of things hoped for, conviction of things not seen. So these are things that you cannot see, but you have an assurance and a conviction about their reality. So some of this gets us thinking of the future. You think of things like heaven, but I would add to this also the character of God. We cannot see God We cannot see his character, but we have through his word a record of his character. And so I have an assurance and a conviction of these unseen things, but I believe them through faith. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And then he explains it a little bit more as he's defining faith, for by it the people of old received their commendation. So he's going to give us now a list of people who are commended. That's why we kind of call it the hall of faith. These people have received accolades. They've gotten biblical fame for what they have done. But how did they accomplish all those things? They accomplished them all by faith, which is going to be a phrase you see over and over again in this chapter. By faith, by faith, by faith. And then here's one example as he's still defining faith, because this isn't commending any person, um, but he shows us by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Because we look at that and we realize I wasn't there in Genesis 1. I wasn't there when God created the world. I'm taking the Bible's word for it, but it is by faith that I understand this, that the universe was created by the word of God. So that's faith defined. It's the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And I hope that's that helps you even see how faith is not just the entrance to the Christian life. It's then the road that we walk on. Because the road that we walk on, sure, it begins with, I, I have faith. I believe that Jesus died for my sins, that he rose again. I haven't seen that, but I believe that. But then it also is what propels us down the road. I believe God is who he says he is. I believe his word is true. I believe that heaven is real. Um, And so I'm going to keep walking as a Christian. But now we start to get into faith exemplified. And so we start, and in what we'll see today, we see the examples of Abel. We see the example of Enoch and Noah. And then we'll also see the example of Abraham and Sarah. But some of what we'll get into at the end, even though he'll mention them again uh, with Isaac and Jacob, I think Isaac and Jacob are included in what we see, particularly in verses 13 through 16. So faith exemplified. And he starts with Abel, Abel by faith offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain. If you go back to Genesis, you'll see, I do think the text highlights um, that 
Abel, he brought the, the fattest of the first of his flock. And that's, I think, part of why God accepted his, but did not accept Cain's. And so that's the the external thing was he, he brought an excellent sacrifice. The internal thing, why did he do that? Because he had faith, because he had an assurance of things hoped for. He had a conviction of things not seen. We see Enoch, he, he walked with God. He pleased God, it says. And then it explains that, and that, that gets a little bit into the reward. We'll look at that. It talks about faith motivating Noah. He was warned by God concerning events as yet unseen. God told him to build an ark because a flood was coming. Noah hadn't seen that before, but he had a assurance of something. He had a conviction of something he had not seen, and he believed God. And then we get into the classic example of faith that we've already seen in Romans of Abraham. And here it highlights how he obeyed. He went out from his home. He went out from where he knew to live in the land of promise, but he didn't walk right in and get crowned the king and instantly have 20 kids to start this nation that he had been promised. No, he went there and he lived in tents. And finally, he had Isaac, and then he had Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. And ultimately, he wasn't even just looking at that land. He says he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. So this faith isn't just about God's promises for the here and now, that the faith and how it's exemplified shows us these people lived like God's future promises, ultimately of heaven and eternity, are real. And that's where we see it get to verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. And I want you to think about those phrases as you think about how do I live this out? Well, you need to see and to greet God's promises from afar. You need to look ahead and see even the reality of heaven, that there's this better country that God has promised for his people. I'm seeing that. So you need to get your focus more on things that are eternal. And you need to also even just see that's why we should read our Bible every day. That's why we should pray every day. That's why we gather as a church all the time, because we need those things to lift up our eyes off the earthly, off the temporal, to what is eternal and these promises that God has given us. So you need to see those promises, but then you need to greet them. And really, you just need to greet them by living like they are true. Are you really living today like you believe heaven, this heavenly better country is a reality. And one thing we'll see as a common thread throughout Hebrews 11 is that motivates sacrifice, that motivates obedience, that motivates acts of faith right here, right now, because I, I believe in God's future promises. Another thing we've seen back in verse 11, we skipped over this. It also just gives us faith in, in times of, of difficulty. It says that Sarah received power to conceive by faith even when she was past the age since she considered him faithful who had promised. It looked against all odds from earthly perspective, but she believed the promise of God. So another thing you need to get to know based on Hebrews 11, you need to make sure you know the promises of God because you need to hold on to those when life doesn't make sense. Sarah having a kid did not make sense, but she believed and considered him faithful who had promised. Do you have that kind of faith in God's promises? 
And finally, we've seen faith defined. We've seen faith exemplified. We see faith rewarded. We see that back in verse six. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and he rewards those who seek him. There we see that in the context of Enoch. God rewarded him by taking him straight home to be with the Lord. We also just think of the reward that will come down the road in this heavenly better country. But also there's a reward of Enoch. He walked with God. There's a reward right here, right now. When you seek God, God rewards you really with himself and with a relationship with him and an intimacy with him. And I love what it says there at the end of verse 16. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. And I think that's specifically referring to the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because God was not ashamed to be known as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There was a reward for their faith that first and foremost came in their own relationship with God, but then came even with their names being attached to God and God not being ashamed of that because of the lives that they have lived by faith. So we're going to get to more here in this hall of faith, but I hope this gets us started and I hope it gets you even thinking today. Am I living today Like I believe the promises of God are true. And I'd encourage you to even think there are promises of God that apply to you right here, right now. And there are promises of God that still clearly apply to the future. And are you thinking about both those promises near and far today and living like they are true? That, my friends, is faith. That is living with an assurance of things hoped for, with a conviction of things not seen. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.